Hello, hello. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered, where today we are going to go over should the salary be included in the job posting, which I know is super controversial. So thank you, Taylor, for coming up with another controversial subject. Absolutely. I'm here for that anytime. Anytime we want to talk controversy or unfiltered controversy, I should actually put that like that's an added layer of I'm here for that shit. So, yeah, I've been seeing this a lot and I, I know what my thoughts are on it. I put a post up on LinkedIn just to try to get, um, you know, net, my network's thoughts on if it should be included in the job posting. So I've got some pros and cons um, and, you know, I know people could go either way. My thoughts, again, are yes, but love to hear your thoughts before we get into the pros and cons. Yes. So what I want um, our listeners to know is you and I didn't even discuss this before. We try not to discuss our topics. Yeah, because, you know, you and I get a lot, you know, hot and bothered. Like we were just talking about how much our gas bill was and we almost lost our shit. And then that's Woosah, that shit is I'm on fire about that right now. But yeah. Oh, my God. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Um. Yes. If you have a large gas bill, let's get in on this. Let's let's sue them and really like cash out. But um, no, so in engineering, um, we have kind of like fought this both ways. So because you know I'm used to uh, Bay Area tech, more more rights over there. That's kind of like where everything begins. The DEI stuff kind of began. I felt like, and so what they wanted to do is put um, pay transparency up for women and for minorities. And so I kind of like went through that with them and through like that interesting change. Um, but on a side note, like I also worked with a lot of startups and startups are, you know, having to battle these giant fang like companies. Right. And yeah. So, yeah, they're like, OK, well, I'm we're looking at these salaries, but what they're not putting on there is all the bells and whistles that like total comp comes with. Mm-hmm. So I can see both ways. I could see they're wanting to be arranged. Um, I could see, but then also, yeah, as you know, that there's a lot of companies that will be like, well, you know, an extra five to 15 K isn't gonna, you know, we're not going to whine about that if we're getting the right person. So is putting a range also making people not apply. And on the other side of the coin, like, think about this. If you saw a range, aren't you naturally going to want the top range and be upset if you get the lower range? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, that's why I think it's good that we have pros and cons because I, I think it j- just at the end of the day, the water cooler talk, and we're going to get into that. People are going to know what other people are making. So um, we could go. Let's start with the pros. Um, I think an obvious one that anybody that thinks about, OK, if I should have a salary on the job posting, is it saves time on both ends for the people enter the candidates interviewing for the hiring manager. If they can't meet your financial needs, desires, it saves time on both sides. Um even if it's not included in the job posting, you know, that should be discussed early on what somebody's expectations are. Um, but I definitely think that that's kind of the obvious pro to that is that it just saves time on both sides. You're not going to get people that are, you know, if it's paying 200K, um, you know, and they want 400, you just have completely wasted your time. Because like you said, there's 
sometimes some the companies are willing to flex 10 to 15k to get the right person but when it's just such a, a gross difference that there's no way possible they're going to be able to meet in the middle then it's best to just know that and suss that out on the front end um go ahead no yeah i was gonna say so um what we teach recruiters to do especially in that first call is to get really nitty-gritty with salary here's an interesting caveat is now in a lot of states it is illegal to ask what their salary is uh which is super frustrating because and and then on the other side we would have companies because we're external recruiters we would have companies be like okay get their salary because we were the to that rule it's not law well what's interesting about that is that uh, yes so it is illegal but what we've always done is say what are your salary expectations for this role so that's really interesting that you say that because i know for me i've always when someone asked me that question historically even when i was asked that question coming to work here you know what are your salary expectations for this role my salary expectations are typically aligned with what i'm currently making or slightly more like i'm not somebody who's like okay i'm making you know, 100K and I need 400. So I like to think that people would give a pretty authentic answer to that. You know, what are your salary expectations for this role? It should be closely aligned to what they're making. Now, I know some people will reach, but that's an interesting thought of how people approach that question. Do they approach it with, okay, well, here's my my salary goal of where I'd ideally love to be at? Or when, you know, interviewing for a new job, is it more closely aligned with the range that they're currently in? Well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna battle all this in a few different ways. Um, so we typically we've seen tons of candidates lie to us. Like, you know, everyone thinks that they're leaving money on the table. And so I remember when when we were talking a few months ago, we had caught a candidate, you know, lying about salary, and I kind of giggled. I was like, oh my god, I think I couldn't even count on you know my hands and toes how many candidates have lied about their salary. You know, think back and like back in the day when people had to actually show their W twos. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, so no, we've gotten caught. So we've had, you know, we'll take their intake in the beginning and they'll say they're making X, you know, 150. And then at the end, when it comes to offer time, all of a sudden now they got a raise and they need 175 or they didn't even get a raise. And now they said, no, I need 175 because I just talked to my buddy. Like, and, mm. and, and I was, and now I've just decided that I'm underpaid. No, it's been like, it, as far as engineering goes, it's just like a shit show when it comes to salary. So I have, I have tons of battle stories and frustrations when it comes to this talk. Yeah. Well, I guess the two, the factor that you pointed out is like, at what point in the process are they disclosing that? Like if somebody's making 150 and to make a move, they'd want 175. Okay, that's fine. Be honest about that. You know, that you want to pay increase in order to make the move. But if, yeah, I mean, I, I think regardless of the role that you're working on, if somebody tells you this is my comp expectation and then they get through the process and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, they really like me. I'm going to see if I can jack that shit up. That's just an ethical issue and an integrity issue, you know? Well, it got so bad, and I'm wondering if you had to do this strategy. Um, it's going to probably fire some people up, but I'm going to go for it. Uh, so what? it got so bad that if, like, let's say um, the person said, okay, if you get me 150, this is exactly my company, this is where I want to work, this is the job I want, like all those things, right? We got the yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. We get them 150, and yeah. they're like, I need to think about it. Do you think they can give me 5K more? You literally just asked for like I got you exactly what you asked for. So then it got so bad. It got on trend that people would ask for 5K more because this thing, no one wants to leave money on the table, that we actually would tell our company, I'm holding 5K back because they're going to ask for it. And like a lot of companies at first were very like, I don't know, like what if they find out, you know, I'm like, trust me, or you can pay 5K more because they're going to ask me for 5K more. 
Like I can get it in writing for you that that they're going to accept that 150, but they're going to ask me for 155. They're just going to. And and if you say no, then they're going to go take those offers somewhere else and go get a counter. It's like it was a it was a mess. So yeah, we just got in the habit of offering 5k less because they would always ask for 5k more, and it worked every single time. It was ridiculous. So having like a 5k reserve almost. Interesting. Um, okay, so back to the pros. It another obvious one I feel like. It takes out the question of inequality of fair pay if applicants know in advance what the position is. So and then also with, from the employee side too, you don't have to wonder if you're being paid unfairly in comparison to the next new hire um, because the salary is posted. It does go back to that what you mentioned. If it's a range, then it's and also they specify the ones I've seen specify for states. This is the range for a specific oh, yeah. state. Yeah, this is the range. So you know if it's I like is, that, I like that too. Um, because I just feel like it's, tr- it's transparent. I may not love what the outcome of that is. So an example of that would be obviously if it says the pay is, you know, 300 to 400 for California, it's probably not going to be that for Texas, you know, but I think that goes back to people just have to have, you know, realistic expectations about the cost of living and all of that, which I have a beautiful broke to boss tip that kind of, oh, um, I can't yeah. wait to hear that because that again, a super controversial subject. Yeah. And then uh, going back to what we said earlier about trust, people want to work in a company they can trust. And obviously transparency helps with that goal, you know? Yes. So then let me ask you this question. Um, when you're seeing ranges, because again, it's just becoming more and more that people are starting to like put that on there. Um, and also, again, it's becoming lost places. So that would mean then they would have to make sure their current comp with their current team is up to par because you know what's naturally going to happen is they're going to see that and freak out. I mean, you would think that's what they do and you would hope that that's what they're doing, but it'd be really interesting to see if there's a trend as far as like what size companies are posting the salaries versus like, like, is it startups that maybe don't have a huge engineering team that are posting the salaries versus, you know, maybe like the Fortune 100, Fortune 500 that aren't posting that because there would be no way. And yes, there's a way, of course, but I think about no company in in corporate America I've ever worked for because somebody is the squeaky wheel they're just going to go and they're going to increase everybody's salary it's just not going to happen you know so and that you know getting into we have some cons with that too that we'll really get into that and the water cooler talk and all of that but um i my my just little note on the the pros and tip for everybody is you should never get to the stage of an on-site interview or even a final interview where you don't know the comp i think that is such a dated mentality that you can go all the way through an interview process and then like comp is discussed in the final interview. And I'm talking like my early recruiting days. And so there shouldn't be anybody blindsided in my opinion, but like, oh, I wasted the gas to drive there. I actually had to put makeup on. I had to get dressed. I had to put fucking pants on today, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, you don't meet my salary requirements for coming in. Like, there's no way that it should get that far. You're making my eyes water because, I mean, it was just two years ago. I always think of, like, the pre-COVID bullshit, like, because just everything has changed since then. And so, God, this used to happen all the time. I would always hear, like, oh, um, comp doesn't really matter that much to me, so we'll talk about this at the end. No, we won't talk about this at the end. That's insane. But I'm telling you, there are some people that were, like, would never give salary until it was time to give an offer. And then I even have people that would say, just tell them to make me market market rate. What the fuck is market rate? What is market rate? For who? For what? Oh, for a Series B company. Oh, for a Series D company. Like, are you joking? Oh, yeah. No, I, that 
I, so it sounds like you say, or you're saying that there's candidates that don't want to discuss the comp. No, yes, it's candidates. Yeah. Oh, no, on the, on the other side, it's totally candidates. That's like when you were saying that, I was thinking, oh, it's both ways. Like both sides have to come to the table and say, this is what it is. But here's the thing. Like it wasn't what just like maybe a year and a half ago, finally Visa, I was happy to see this, put out commercials saying like, why are we not talking about money? Why are we not talking about yeah. saving? Why are we not talking about what you're making? Like, why are we hiding this shit? It was because our parents said, it's rude to ask anyone what they're making. It's rude to ask what someone paid for it. No, we need to start knowing. Like, why is it a secret? Like, why yeah. am I overpaying for something if my friend over here, you know, got it for 5K? Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I could go into that with like the whole Ticketmaster thing that happened. And then, you know, when I was trying to buy those, oh, the Ticketmaster jacking up the prices for the Taylor Swift concert tickets. And they were just like unobtainable. Oh, my God. Have you been living under a rock? It was like a I, I, I enjoy it. huge fucking deal. But, you know, just recently, whenever I was trying to buy those little Wayne tickets, and I was like, God dang, I can't, this just, I can't justify this. Even in his heyday, I didn't pay this. And then I just was curious this week. And I was like, let me go look and see what those tickets are. Each ticket is double what they would have been. Yeah. It's just crazy to me how people mark things up. And it's like, to your point of why would I pay more than my friends paying or someone? But anyways, I'm a full, a firm believer in transparency. And then it's a choice, you know, like, okay, I choose to not buy those tickets. You choose to not accept that salary. There's always going to be people that are going to make more than you is my belief. And I think that's because I've really almost every single company I've worked at, I've had people that directly reported to me that made more than me, you know? But I think it's like when you factor in what matters to you and the overall compensation package, that's what can outweigh the actual dollar amount for a salary for me. So, so let's, let's help the candidates out for a second. Do you think the people that made more were better at negotiating or they just have a different role? Uh, I just, th I think in my case, they just had a different role, you know, and I think anything, any candidate that has a job that directly drives revenue is going to be able to command a higher salary in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we think about recruiting and, you know, the agency life, the commissions could be higher for somebody versus, you know, if you have, and this is all hypothetical, if you have a manager who has just a flat base salary and then you have recruiters on the team who are on commission and then obviously there could be a, a pay discrepancy there and what the manager is making versus what um, the IC is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know. Was it the same for you um, in Renaissance recruiting that in quarter four engineering salaries were went higher? Mm -mm. It didn't matter quarter to quarter for you? Well, I mean, in Renaissance recruit, like you're talking tech. So in engineering, I mean, and our, our tech that we did was primarily IT level stuff. So um, and I never heard about there being any, like their pay increased or anything like that in the fourth quarter. No, interesting. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and then cons. So obviously this can lead to you comparing your current salary to others, contributing to burnout, desire to change jobs, even uh, a shift in loyalty to the company, you know? And I think that's really interesting because that's another one of our cons. Like you may have a great, brilliant employee. You may be one. And you're being paid much less than you're worth. And you could end up leaving, taking some colleagues with you. The water floor or water cooler talk is really powerful. Um, but I also think about from the perspective of if you've just got this great employee that's really happy, loves their job, you know, is just rocking it out. And then they see that and they're really loyal to the company, you know, love working for that company. And then they see that salary or they hear about somebody making more who this person, you know, Joe Schmo could be a jackass. And it's like, but he gets paid that. 
you know, and it's, I feel like that's where it's could do the most damage to companies is those really loyal, dedicated employees, like your ride or die employees. And then what is that going to do to their, for their perspective of working with that company now? You know, you could have these really loyal employees that once they find this out, it's a wrap. Yeah. I'm going down so many rabbit holes in my head right now because I have so many stories for this because um, I'm thinking counter offers and I'm also thinking I hate it when um, I actually it's my cousin I'm gonna put my cousin on blast he's an he's an engineer and this fucker <laughs> he would and he would just tell me the, and he knew I was a recruiter I was a tech recruiter he would just tell me the stories just laugh but he would always reach out to recruiters whenever he felt like he needed a raise instead of his grabbing his balls and walking to his boss and asking for one he would go and get account go get an offer he would go interview with no intentions of leaving just so he could get an offer give it to his company and say if you want me to say i need this money because that's what not to do (laughs) like i don't care what kind of situation i was in as the employer if somebody came and did that especially if they did that periodically like it's like once every 10 years every year (laughs) and i was like wow you're such an asshole but here's what's crazy is he does something that not a lot of people do and it's like jesus fuck it yeah i just think that there there are probably times i know engineering is different than recruiting and and the ebbs and flows that we experience but there's probably times that that could be really beneficial but i feel like it just is no matter what somebody's going to hear about your approach that maybe not your it may not be your direct manager that has a response to it maybe maybe it's hr that processes the payroll change they're gonna be like this asshole i mean it's just to me it's like a, a stain on your name you know for going and doing stain that on your name yeah i'm gonna make him that t-shirt and send it to him <laughs> stain on your name just ask for the comp that you want and then you know take an offer letter if they're you're not getting that comp or if you're told though it's like okay then you could go i could see people and have had people go about it the approach that he's taken whenever they ask for a raise and they were told though it's like okay well if i leave and go somewhere else here's what i can make you know Mm -hmm. and then use that as leverage but i still think you know to your point like have some balls and just ask for a raise first yeah um and then okay so hiding salary info and using that information asymmetry to underpay employees is a great way to destroy that trust and turn your team players into toxic time bombs so naturally i'm thinking of commission and thinking of so i know this isn't exactly the same but i guess i kind of i mean i guess i kind of did something like this but you know we would be very transparent whenever like a deal was closed and and we had a a commission range you know naturally like the higher commission normally like the longer you were there because the longer you were there like the more you just naturally produce like in a commission job you're not there for years just kicking it you know just yeah yeah. So like we would always have the deals up there. And the reason why I did that was one, so we could celebrate our highs and know our lows, but also it was a competition thing. It's like yeah. we all can calculate very easily how much this employee is making every single month. Mm-hmm. You know, so our transparency was there. But at the same time, it for some people, it was very difficult to see. Yeah. So well, I guess I'm kind of like and, and that could have been a toxic Well, I I feel like that's you kind of know what you're signing up for in commission. I think it's more openly talked about. And and that just goes back to like our differences in corporate versus agency. I think money is more openly discussed in in an agency type environment than it is in corporate, you know. And then unfortunately, corporate, the mentality is kind of like there's always going to be somebody fresh off the street that comes in making more than somebody who's been there 10 years and is getting the annual 3% merit increase, which is bullshit. But it's a known thing. 
Yes. Uh, I was just talking about that lately. So, you know, Lincoln works on a boat and they just are a mega yacht, excuse me. And they get like this just crazy bumps. And he was like, yeah, so I uh, this next year, every year I get one month more pay. And I was like, I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, well, like this, like this year I get three months pay. I was like, I had to like keep asking him because I like wasn't understanding because, <laughs> you know, we have this 3% thing. He's like, no, I got a full month for free. Like I don't work. Like so literally like instead of like 12 months pay and have 15 months pay for I was like what every year you get one more month why would she ever leave <laughs> yeah that's, that's exactly it. so I so whenever I tell him like our rules in the states and not to mention our like you know shitty vacation stuff like he's like what what they suck <laughs> he's dying to live here there's these sheriff <laughs> that's what I said I'm like let's get out yeah no, that's crazy. And well, I mean, that's a whole like, I'm sure people would be interested in that. And that's a whole set of different laws and rules. What is it called? The the maritime? What is it called? Where they have their own? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, it is maritime. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that there's a whole, you've told me a, a bit about some of them. And then Lincoln also told me about some. And then I just heard of them from some of the TV shows I watch. And I'm like, man, that's its own. Like they got their own set of rules. They do shit like their own way. And that's an example of that. It's a really cool, like, where do you ever hear of companies doing that? Yeah, no, never. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so, okay, going back to salary cons, this is another obvious one. Um, it tells your existing employees what you think their jobs are actually verse, uh, worth, excuse me, versus what you think they're worth if you're underpaying them. Yeah. So it's going to feel like a giant fuck you. Yeah. This, one, this one's such a hard one because I've seen both sides. I've seen people who are not self-aware and think that they're a lot more valuable than they are. Um, and then I've seen the other side where it's like, people are obviously just taking advantage of them and it just like hurts your heart. Uh, it's like, God, move on, you know, like yeah. your confidence, but it is really difficult to put your self-worth based on, based on, I got a list, based on, off of, um, what you do, yeah. you know, and it is really hard. And then it's also like, you might work your ass off and have dedication, but maybe the role you have is what moves the needle for companies. So it's like, so you, it's hard to justify how much you get paid. I don't know. It's 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 really difficult. I think of a, a couple of people and just in my circle of friends, like I think of a sister who I know just works her ass off and I'm like, you get paid what? You know, and she works for a giant company, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know, that's, uh, yeah, that's such a hard one. Well, think about sales roles in any organization. So you could have somebody who is like in a C-suite role that makes a salary, a base salary of X. I'm sure they have, there's other bells and whistles and equity and maybe, you know, other things that go with it whenever you're at that executive level. And I'm speaking about these corporations. Um, they have a, probably a base salary. And then you've got people that are in sales going back to the commission that they, um, excuse me, probably have a base salary as well, but they've also probably got a huge incentive tied to the sales performance of not only themselves, but their team. And so they could end up making more than a C-suite executive. You know, I feel like there's just certain roles that it's common sense that it's to be expected that they're going to make more. And as I mentioned earlier, it's typically ones that drive revenue. hundred percent. And another one. Oh, go ahead. So somebody that's purely money motivated, you like this one, who's seeking a job, could you could get an influx of those applicants who may not necessarily meet the desired skill set or experience, but have kind of like this fake it till they make it to secure the job. Yep. And so, okay, this um, recently, actually, honestly, I think it was just in the last year and a half, I learned about the the halo effect, you mm -hmm. know, with with interviewing. And I was like, shit, I totally have that. 
I'm like one of those awful hiring managers. Um, yeah. So like you can, this person could come in and just dazzle you, especially because I'm used to interviewing, you know, commission. Yeah. Yeah. A towel person. And so it's like, oh, great. Like they're saying exactly what you need to do. I mean, think about, you know, our service via Thriversity. I mean, we literally train people how to nail interviews, you know? Yeah. And so it's like on the other side, yeah, you do have to be careful of like if it's fake or not, you know? Um, and so you, that's why on the other side, everyone should use our hiring manager training yeah uh you know on how to actually combat that and and how to uh, deal with those questions because naturally you see all the services all over the place on how to pass interviews i mean it's a, there's a science to it and it was meant to help people have confidence but it also people can use it to just again fake it to the make it and then come in and just sit back and not do their job yeah like that is crazy and that wastes so much money for companies for teams for morale for holy moly i feel like we're kind of going on another subject but like pay just intertwines with so many things so many things and then you know you also could get an applicant who isn't passionate about your corporation about your mission about your values um and because they're just attracted to the pay obviously so we want to put the disclaimer out there that it's definitely normal for applicants or individuals to care about pay. Um, but you also really want the employees that care about the company, the mission, the values. You want that component to it too. So like pay is important. Um, but, and I, and I think this dated mentality of like people shouldn't care about pay. We've got all, everybody has fucking bills to pay. Yep. Pay is important. Let's be out there. Let's discuss it. That's why I tend to be a fan of it. Just talk about it and see what's doable because I think it's a huge time waster when everybody plays these games about pay, like hiding and trying to haggle. And you know, I fucking hate haggling. I'm like, just say what you want and don't have like the 5K story that you told me. I was like, ugh, just say you want the 5K, but like say that from jump, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I have a very controversial question for you. So because you believe in transparency so much, do you believe that there should be a roster of a company or just a department and it shows their pay? Oh, no, no. I don't think that it should be that level of detail. I just think if somebody okay. is temporary or potentially going to leave a job to come to another one, they should know what they're getting into. That's where I said like the salary, even salary specific to state. I just think it helps set realistic expectations. So if I saw a job that had a salary that was you know, pretty high and it was for California, common sense would tell me that, that I shouldn't expect that same salary in Texas. That's the world we live in. I think people are just, I know. Common I, sense, not so common. <laughs> no, not so common, but it still is just one of those things that it's like people have to have some realistic expectations that revenue driving roles will probably make more. Certain states for the same exact role will make more. I mean, there's just the cost of living is higher. There's just stuff like that that people have to be realistic and factor in and so that's why i again i tend to be a fan of be transparent because i think you want those people that are realistic about where they want to be not only with their compensation and their skill set and their level of experience and what they're bringing to the table for to ask for said compensation but yeah. what state they live in the cost of like all the there's so many things to factor in and again maybe i have a mentality because i've always had people that report to me that make more than me at least one but it's never bothered me because I've understood that there's a difference in the role, my role and their role in the company. But that's a choice. You know, I chose right. to take this role. They chose to be in that role. You know, I, I just people are not victims of their choices. So I, that could be your broke to boss tip that I really enjoy. No, no. I say that to my kids all the time. <laughs> oh, nice. 
Yeah, you're not a victim of your. Yeah, you're not a victim of your choices because I'm like I don't like I don't like the victim mentality. I'm like no no no. Oh, I love that. Okay, so we're so running out of time. We are. Let's. <laughs> I was like looking at phone like oh no, we got a guest coming on. <laughs> we do, we do. So my broke to boss tip goes back to something we already kind of touched on, but with all the resources that we have at our fingertips today in 2023, all employees should be researching and utilizing public websites, apps. Um, to know what fair market pay is for their role. Like regardless if it's on a job posting or not, you should be doing your own research. Um, and even if you're an existing employee, been with a company for years and years, you should still be doing your own research. So like your cousin, you know, he could have just done his own research. And, you know, there's so many, again, apps, websites that will provide you this information to say the cost um, or the average salary for this role in this specific state, in this county. I mean, it gets super specific. So I think doing your research and knowing what's a fair market pay for the role that you're in, regardless of if you're asking for a raise, if you're looking for a new job, there's so many resources we have. There's no excuse to not do your own research. Yeah, no, I like that. And I mean, there's even like levels.fyi. I mean, but you also have to be taken into account, again, what industry you're from. Like, don't just look at, oh, well, Google said I deserve this. And, yeah. you know, here's this like small startup says you know, isn't giving me this. Um, and then also think about your range, what you're bringing to the table and also how well you interview. So yeah. we actually had to tell, I know we're running time shoot. We had to tell engineers like, look, this depends on how well you interview because they were doing tech challenges. Mm -hmm. So like it was a very technical position and if they couldn't pass certain things and naturally they weren't at the level that they were at because every company has different levels. So it's like its own thing, which is why I really do think that there has to be a larger range on job descriptions, but regardless, there should be a range. Thousand percent. Agree. Put a pen in it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Nice. All right. So remember, we'll see you every Tuesday. And we you can also check us out live on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube. So definitely do that as well. And uh, I've been loving some of the, the um, comments. It's always really yes. fun to just interact and, and hear from you all. So thank you for that. See you next yeah. Tuesday. Thanks, y'all.